0: Welcome to the Vertical Church Podcast. Now, here's Pastor Josh Butcher with today's message. If you have a Bible, open it up to 1 Samuel chapter 17. Uh, We're going to be back there again. We've been there for the last couple of weeks, and and we're going to be there. Uh, We're actually going to pick up, uh, though, with verse 45. We're going to pick up with verse 45. So at this point, David is already um, on the battlefield. He's he's already staring eyeball to eyeball with Goliath. And he's gone through, you know, being discouraged by Saul, being delayed by his dad. He's dealt with all of that. uh, But now he's he's ready to go. And and Goliath, what we discover here is Goliath's about ready to die. But don't tell him that because he didn't know yet and it's easier to fight a battle uh, when you already know that the victory is certain. So uh, that's, that's kind of how we're approaching this. Verse 45, uh, if you have a Bible, that's awesome. If you don't have a Bible, uh, we always put the, the scriptures on the screen so you can follow along. And here's the thing, like if you don't have a Bible at all, you can either, you can use a digital Bible on your phone, but like if you want a real paper Bible that you can hold, let us know. Like if you can't Get one for yourself. Let us know. We want to take care of you because we believe everybody needs a Bible, man. You need need to to root yourself in the Word of God. So here we go. Verse 45. uh, David said to the Philistine, the Philistine being Goliath, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day, not tomorrow, not next week, but today, the Lord will deliver you into my hands. And then listen to what David says. I'll strike you down and cut off your head. Like, I'm not not playing here, Goliath. I'm business. This very day, I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals. Goliath, what you had planned to do to me, I'm going to do to you and all your buddies. So get ready. And the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. Verse 47, all those who gathered here will know that it is not by sword, not by spear, that the Lord saves. For the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you all into our hands. David jumps out on the battlefield, and he says, fact, (laughs) There's a big enemy in the way. There's a big giant staring right at me. But here's a deeper fact, a deeper truth. I'm not fighting by myself, and I'm not fighting for myself. There's a there's a God who's got my back, and he's going to see me through this. I want us to zero in on something David says in verse 45. It's, it's the very first words. It's the first words. Four words that David speaks to Goliath in the whole story. Nowhere else has Goliath, or David actually spoken to Goliath, and these are the first four words that he said. David looks at him, and he says, You come against me. You come against me. You see, David recognized the resistance that was in front of him. He recognized, he wasn't surprised by it. He wasn't complaining about it. He just called it what it was. You come against me. I know this is going to be a fight. I know, I'm I'm not expecting, I'm not expecting this to go easy. I know this is going to be a fight. So many of us, we we, we just expect to go to heaven in a life of ease. Uh, Just going to kick back and relax on the recliner. Yes, Jesus, I love you. Now let just life be great. But David says, no, 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 I don't expect that. You've come against me. And sometimes life will come against you. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether you believe in God or not. It doesn't matter if you love Jesus or not. It doesn't matter if you go to church or not. None of that matters. No matter who you are, sometimes life will come against you. And David says, I recognize this. I'm not surprised by it. See, too often we're surprised by the struggle. That's the title of today's message, surprised by the struggle. Because I think that, that, that we are living life in such a way that we're shocked when we encounter some resistance. We're surprised by the struggle. But what David shows us is, hey, hey, don't be surprised by the struggle. That's the first thing I want you to, to, to know this morning. Like, don't be surprised by the struggle. Uh, when, when this series started coming together back in uh, August or September, I felt like the Lord just dropped that in my spirit, man, that, that like, Josh, why are you so surprised? Why are you so surprised by the struggle? Why do you get why do you why do you get so antsy when life comes against you? Don't you know that in this world you will have trouble? But son, you got to take heart because I have overcome the world. That's what Jesus told his followers. And so we have to know that sometimes life is going to come against you. Sometimes you're going to go to the mailbox or the post office box, and there are going to be a stack of bills in there that have come against you. Hello? Like sometimes you're going to wake up, and there's going to be a headache or a migraine that has come against you sometimes you're going to have that that knee pain on your right leg that that only comes when the when the weather changes and the low pressure system sets in and it's going to come against you sometimes your co-worker who you don't get along with anyway wakes up cranky and 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 they are not in a good attitude and it's going to feel like they're coming against you but don't be surprised Why 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 is it important not to be surprised? Because if you're if you're surprised by the struggle, you won't be armed for the fight. If you're taken off, if you're caught off guard, if you're if you're not paying attention and you're shocked that you've encountered some resistance, you won't be ready for what comes next. So let me ask you this question this morning, just kind of a rhetorical, make sure that we're all on the same page here. What's coming against you right now? What, what is it about life? What is it about your circumstances? What is it about your situation that you would say, this thing has come against me? Can, can I, you think about that and let me like share this announcement with you. Whatever it is, whatever has come against you, whatever you feel like is attacking you, you, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, if you have surrendered your life to the Lordship of Jesus, you have the victory in Jesus. We used to sing that old song in the church I grew up in. Victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and he bought me by his redeeming what? Love. Yeah, I mess this lyrics up all the time. He loved me ere I knew him. And what's the next line? And all my something, uh, I don't know, anyway. Yeah, there we go. Victory in Jesus. Like, we have victory every—this is true for every follower of Jesus. We all have a God-given victory in Christ. And if you could see it, it would blow your mind. If you could visualize the victory on the other side of this attack, it would amaze you. And here's the weird thing. Goliath was standing there in the valley— he would come out every day for 40 days, scripture says, defying Israel, blaspheming God. And everybody on the hillside put up with it. Everybody just listened. Everybody, ever Saul put up with it. The king put up with it. The army put up with it. Everybody put up with it except David. David came out, and on the first day, he's like, who does this guy think he is? No, I'm not going to stand for that. And so he, he 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 marches out there into the battlefield, and he says, "You come against me, I come against you." Right? Like sounds like a Sylvester Stallone line or something from Rocky. "You come against me, I come against you." I don't I don't know that he ever said that, but that's what it sounds like in my head. Yo, Adrian, he came against me. Oh, that's a terrible Stallone. We'll cut that out of the online video. (laughs) Here's the deal, though, right? Anybody on the hillside could have said the same thing. The whole army, it's the army of God. All the people, these are the people of God. The whole army served God. Saul was anointed to be king of God's people. They all could have said it. The only thing is... David's the only one who stood up and said the words. There were others with ability. David wasn't the only slinger in the army. Other people could have jumped out there and taken care of business, but David's the only one who stepped forward. David didn't have a greater ability than anybody else in the army. What he had going for him is he had a greater awareness of the victory that was his in the Lord when you when you come when when something come again comes against you it's not often that you need a greater ability to overcome it no what you need is a greater awareness of the victory of God in your life. You don't need a greater ability. You need a greater awareness of the presence of God in every situation that you encounter. You don't need more ability, more talent, more skill. What you need is more of the presence of God, a familiarity with the power of God in your life that can take down giants. And if you believe in Jesus, here's the really cool thing. Like, think about this. I I was thinking about this this week. If you have the, if you have, if, if you believe in Jesus Christ, you have the same Spirit in you that Billy Graham had in him. It's the same Spirit. It's the same Holy Spirit. The same salvation. Now that doesn't mean like you got to go preach and 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 you. It's not like you're going to read the phone book and like fifteen thousand people are going to get saved just because they start singing "Just as I Am." It, it doesn't mean that. What it means is that you got to recognize who's in you. The one who is in me is greater than the one who is in the world, greater than the one who stands before me, greater than the giant in my path. Scripture says this, that that the spirit that raised Jesus from the grave, talk about victory. Scripture says that same spirit that that animated the, 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 the dead body of Jesus Christ lives in you and me. It's the same spirit. And so death tried to come against Jesus, and then Jesus killed death. And you got to remind yourself of that sometimes. Matter of fact, you got to remind the enemy of that sometimes. Hey, hey, Jesus has already killed you. You're fighting a losing battle here, here. I've got the victory. When everybody around you is telling you that the giant is too big to kill, you got to be like David and say, I don't think so. I think he's too big to miss. <laughs> I got this, God's got this. The Spirit of God lives inside of me. And everybody on the hillside, they saw the same thing that David saw. They saw Goliath. But what the majority on the hillside saw as an impossible obstacle, David saw as an incredible opportunity. See, we think that opposition opposition somehow prevents the presence of God. Or that opposition is a marker of the absence of the presence of God. And that's not it at all. Opposition is an opportunity to prove the presence of God in your life. How else would you know that you're an overcomer if you never had anything to overcome? Paul says that we are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. How do you know that you're more than a conqueror if you never have a giant to conquer? You don't know. If nothing ever comes against you, how can you overcome it? And so David overcomes it because he sees differently. He doesn't see an obstacle. He sees an opportunity. He, he, he doesn't see, uh, he doesn't see uh, the struggle. He sees the victory. And so you got to see differently. So over the next few minutes, here's what I want to do. I want to share with you three perception adjustments, three perception. Adjustments uh, that, that, that will change the way you see your situation. In order to see it like David saw it, we got to have the same kind of perception that David had. Here we go. Uh, jump down to verse 50. Uh, 1 Samuel 17, verse 50. We're going to get the first perception adjustment right here. Uh, verse 50, 51, and we'll jump to verse 54. So David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a sword or a sling and a stone, without a sword in his hand. That's an important part. We're going to come back to that here in just a minute. Without a sword in his hand, he struck down the Philistine and killed him. Verse 51, David ran and stood over him. He took hold of the Philistine's sword and drew it from the sheath. After he killed him, look at this, he cut off his head with the sword. That's bad. That is a bad man. Like Stephen A. Smith would say about Aaron Rodgers, that's a bad man. <laughs> but but that, that's not even, like, look at this, jump to verse 54. David took the Philistine's head and brought it to Jerusalem. He went from the battlefield to the palace carrying the giant's head. Blood is, like we tell this kid the story to kids. <laughs> this is gruesome. Blood is dripping out of Goliath's neck and David's just marching through the city carrying his head. This is like some crazy stuff. And then look at this. He puts the Philistines' weapons in his own tent. So perception adjustment number one. you got to stop surviving what God has called you to conquer. God has called you to conquer. And I need you to know something. It's a sin to merely survive. That which God has called you to destroy. Amen. David cut Goliath's head off. Now we can look at that and think, well, that's kind of barbaric and that's brutal, and, and that's just such a weird ancient culture, and, and we wouldn't do that. And you're right, like we're not going to march through some town with a with somebody's head like hanging from our, our hands. But but you got to understand in that culture, this is a sign of total victory. This is what David is proclaiming to Jerusalem. I have achieved total victory against this enemy. And everybody on the hillside, all of the Israelite army, King Saul, David's brothers, everybody, they were satisfied to survive Goliath. They were happy if a day came and went and they didn't die by the hands of Goliath. David wasn't like that. He wasn't going to stop until he cut off Goliath's He wasn't going to stop until he'd achieved total victory over his enemy. And so many of us are content to stop at salvation. Well, I'm good. Jesus loves me. I've prayed the prayer. I'm good. I'm going to heaven when I die. I'm not going to go to hell. You know, let's just knock Goliath unconscious. Let's just knock him out. But as a follower of Jesus, you've got to understand something. You're not just called into a life of salvation, you're called into a life of sanctification. You're not called to knock the enemy out. You're called to cut the head off of anything that comes against you. You're called to become more and more like Jesus every day. Jesus didn't call us to escape the darkness of sin. Jesus called us to destroy every ounce and speck of sin in our lives. He wants us to eliminate sin, destroy it. I'm sorry, some of y'all aren't used to some old-fashioned Holy Ghost sanctification (laughs) preaching. You're used to preachers like petting you on the head and telling you how good you are. But I want to tell you this morning, point number one, adjustment number one you got to make is you got to kill and cut the head off of sin in your life. That's right. We've been letting the giant lay out passed out in the corner asleep because we hit him with a good punch. But God has called us to cut his head. So many Christians are playing not to lose. But David didn't just defeat Goliath, David destroyed Goliath. Just like Jesus didn't defeat sin, Jesus destroyed sin. Right. Jesus didn't die so that we might so that we might be delivered from death. He died so that we might reign victorious in life. It's not enough. It's not enough to simply get sin uh, out of the way so you can survive. Do you want to know what Jesus wants to do in your life? Jesus wants you to walk with him to the point. This is going to sound crazy to you because you don't believe this is even possible. Jesus wants you to walk with him to the point that the thing that used to tempt you, you don't even desire it anymore. Because you've cut the head off. Like, like there are addictions that 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 you that 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 you feel pretty good that you've like maybe I've overcome that, but the desire's still there. Here's what Jesus wants to do in your life. Walk with me enough, walk close enough with me, and I'll change. It's not enough to change your your, your get to. I want to change your want to. I'm gonna change your heart. I'm gonna change what you desire so you don't have to live self-consumed, self-absorbed life. You don't have to just survive the struggle. You can have victory over everything that comes in your life. So here's what I want to tell you today. Finish the job. Finish the job. You've accepted Jesus. You've knocked out the enemy. He's out cold. Now finish the job. Jesus didn't save you just so you could make it to heaven. He wants you to walk with him here on the earth, becoming more and more like him. Right. Finish the job. you gotta, you got to have that perception that, that God didn't call me to just survive. He called me to conquer. Matter of fact, in, in, in the next year, uh, we're going to preach a, 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 kind of a whole series on this concept. You know, the, the hashtag, uh, hashtag the struggle is real. Yeah. I got a new hashtag, hashtag stronger than the struggle. The struggle might be real, but I'm stronger than the struggle. I got some victory and I'm going to defeat the struggle. It's not that every day is going to be great. It's not that every day is going to be like you know uh, rainbows and bunnies hopping on the yard. But I can, I can, I can. I'm called more to, I'm more than called to survive the struggle. I'm called to be stronger than the struggle. Number two, here we go. Number two. Remember when I said you notice that part where where David took Goliath's sword? He 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 defeated him without a sword in his hand. That part. Here's, here, here's the second perception adjustment you got to make. You got to understand that what was meant to destroy you, God will use to develop you. What was meant to destroy you, that sword was aimed at David's heart. But God took that, took that weapon aimed at David, and he used it to develop something in David. What you may not be aware of is God had some plans for David's life. David was already anointed to be king, but before he can become king, he has to be developed. Right now, David is a shepherd. Right now, David spends the majority of his time in the fields with his father's flock. Right now, David, David spends a lot of time alone. But he's been called to a life of being a mighty warrior. But before he can be a mighty warrior, he has to be developed. Before he can lead a band of mighty warriors, he has to be developed. Before he can lead a nation and be king over people, he's got to go through some development. And the same weapon that the enemy meant to kill David with, to destroy him, becomes the, 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 the very weapon that God uses to develop the warrior attitude the warrior mindset in David's life. And so here's what you got to decide. This difficulty that I'm facing, it can either be my downfall or it can be my development. It, it all depends on how you see it. This thing, this thing that's come against me, I have to decide it's going to either be my downfall or it's going to be my development. Does, does God have a plan for me after this? If so, this is for my development. I'm not stopping until I have total victory in every area of my life that Jesus died to redeem. And so I'm not going to leave Goliath in the corner. I'm going to cut his head off, and I'm going to take his weapon and let God develop something in me. I'm going to take his attack. I'm going to embrace his attack and watch what God does. In my life, I don't have time to be stressed out. I got it developed. I'm not just trying to stay married. I'm going to enjoy my marriage. I'm not just trying to raise my kids. I'm going to train them, charge them, and send them into the world with a warrior mindset like David. Because I got some development. I recognize I'm not where God ultimately has uh, me positioned to be. I've got some development. And so, just a few moments earlier, this sword was threatening David's life until he took it and he killed. His enemy, and God will take things that are meant to harm you, and he'll use them for your good. That's what Paul says in Romans 8:28, that in all things that, that in all things God will will, will uh, take what was meant for in all things God will work them work out for your good. Those who are called and love Jesus, right? Like something like that. Look it up, right? Google it if you don't believe it. That's what God says. I'm, I'm confusing that with Joseph's, you know, what you meant for evil, God is meant for good. David took the thing that should have killed him And he used it to kill his enemies. He used it to develop. So here's what I want you to do this morning. When you leave, take that thing that you're worried about, stressed about, that you cry about, that keeps you up in the middle of the night. Turn it into worship. Bring it before the presence of God. And watch and see if he doesn't develop faith in you. If he doesn't develop trust in you. If he doesn't develop some courage in you. Because this thing isn't going to be your downfall. It's going to be your development. You're going to be stronger on the other side of this. Number three. Number three, and I'll be, I'll be wrapped up. This one's so similar, but it's different. <laughs> There's one word different, and it makes all the difference. Here we go. Uh, much like the last one, what was meant to destroy you, God will use, here's the difference, God will use to deliver you. It's not just that God's going to take the thing that was meant to attack you and develop you through it. It's that God is going to use that attack to deliver you through Another battle check this out fast forward in david's life 14 years David david is on the run from saul He's gone from champion mighty warrior leader of the armies of israel killing his tens of thousands To sworn enemy of saul because david was a little too successful at his job <laughs> David was a little too good at what he did and saul got jealous and it was too much for him to handle So he wanted to kill him. He wanted to take him out, and so David finds this out, and he leaves in a hurry, and he he leaves so quickly, he doesn't even have time to grab food or his weapons, because at this point, he has weapons. Just because you don't have weapons right now doesn't mean there aren't weapons waiting for you in the future. It's just you got to go through some development so you know how to use them so you don't hurt people around you. Amen. Anyway, um, so David leaves, and he goes to Ahimelech, the priest. And he walks in and he says, uh, I'm on such an urgent mission from the king uh, that that I, I didn't even get to grab food or weapons. So can you help a brother out? Do you have any food here? And Ahimelech says, the only thing we have uh, is the consecrated bread for the priest, which, which non-priestly people weren't allowed to have. But Ahimelech gives it to David because God will break the rules to bless you if he chooses to. Anyway, side note, write that one down. That's really good to remember. But here's what happens when David asks for a weapon. Verse 8, 1 Samuel 21, verse 8. David asked Ahimelech, don't you have a spear or a sword here? I haven't brought my sword or any other weapon because the king's mission was urgent. Look at what the priest replies. He said, the sword of Goliath, the Philistine. Whom, David, I don't know if you remember this, but you killed him in the valley of Elah. It's here. Wait. What? It's here. Yeah. It's here. It's wrapped in a cloth behind the ephod. If you want it, take it there's no sword here but that one ahimelech says we we don't this is this is a this is a house of god man we don't really keep weapons here sorry but we do have one you might be familiar with it david you're the one that used it last it's behind the ephod the ephod was this was this uh, priestly garment of linen that the priest would wear as they were discerning the will of god it was both prophetic and discerning uh kind of piece of religious uh cloth and so it's it's but it's not a mistake that the that the sword david needs is behind a thing that symbolizes the will of god so that's really cool but david says David says there's none like it give it to me and here's what you got to recognize if you're going if something is come against you God will cause your past victories to be waiting for you in the place of a future battle David didn't have a clue he was going to need this sword 14 years ago but God positioned it at the exact place where he would need it David looked at it and he said, I remember when that sword was aimed at my heart. I remember when everybody else said I had no business in this fight. I remember when my dad didn't believe in me. I remember when when Saul told me to take my seat on the bench because I was just a JV player. I remember when my brothers told me that my heart was wicked. But I, I stood up for what I believed in, what God was telling me. And I remember how I triumphed. And it wasn't by spear or sword, but it was in the name of the Lord. And I fought that battle, and I didn't die. They said I couldn't, and I did. And I got another battle now, and the Lord's got the weapons waiting on me because he's positioned them in my path in the future. Now give me that sword. I got another battle to fight. Give me that sword. I got another victory to win. Give me that sword. I got another enemy to destroy. And I've learned some lessons between Goliath and now and I know that that God is going to deliver me and build upon that victory and this victory and that victory and he's going to see me through to the other side. And when you feel like you're under attack right now, here's what you got to here's what you got to know. God will take the attack that's coming against you and he'll flip it around to be your victory. That's what faith does. Faith takes takes the worst news that you could receive, turns it around, and you see the goodness and glory of God. Why, 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 why? Notice, remember, what was was the, the, the sword hiding behind? The ephod, the will of God. When you embrace the will of God for your life, When you say, God, I'm going to trust you no matter what, no matter what comes against me, no matter what comes my way, no matter what giant rears his ugly head, no matter what difficulty I face, God, I'm going to trust you. When you have that kind of attitude in your life, the attack becomes your victory. Let me pray for you this morning. Lord, we thank you, God, for this opportunity to be here this morning. Lord, we don't want to be surprised by the struggle because, God, we know in whom we have believed. Just like your servant Paul said, he said that I know whom I have believed and I am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day. Lord, we know. We know that you're able to guard anything we entrust to you. and We know in whom we have believed. And we know, God, that we have complete victory right now if there's something going on in your life if you're if you feel like something in your life has come against you what i want you to do right now is i just want you to take let's take let's take 60 seconds and turn it to the lord turn it to the lord in prayer turn it to the lord in worship turn it to the lord in 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 request and and turn it to him in thanksgiving you can go ahead and thank god for the victory that jesus has won even if you're not standing in that victory right now you can you can just give that to him david said the battle isn't mine and some of you are so tired trying to fight this giant because you're trying to fight it. it's not your battle you're not the giant slayer jesus is so turn turn all of that, all of that which is coming against you, give it to the Lord and let him develop you. Let him deliver you. Let him show you how to cut the head off of the giant. Turn it to the Lord right now in prayer. Lord, we, we give you everything that's coming against us. Everything that's trying to, to thwart your promise in our life. Lord, we've been, we, like David, we've been we've been called for, for a while now. We had the, the, the oil poured on our heads. We, we felt your presence with us, and now this giant is standing in the path. And so, Lord, help us to see how you're going to turn this in our favor. Help us to see how you're going to take this battle, and you're going to set us up for a future battle that we're not even aware of just yes. yet. Because yes, you're going to turn it around. Lord, we trust you. Come on, if you trust him right now, just tell him. Just tell him, we trust you. Come on, lift up your voices. Let's pray out loud together. This might be awkward for you, but just, Lord, we trust you. We trust you in every battle, in every fight, in every, every situation. We know that the victory is ours in Jesus, and so we entrust all of that to you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We know, We know in whom we have believed. And we know we can trust you. Help us to see like David saw. Amen? Amen. Amen. If you love the Lord, can you just give him a hand clap of praise this morning? Isn't he good? Amen. He's good. Thank you so much for joining us today. We always appreciate hearing how God is moving in your life. We all have a story to tell, and we'd love to hear yours. Please visit verticalchurch.tv